0: This is In the Know for Monday, November 7th, the 311th day of 2022. There are 54 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at k105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. And we're expecting a visit from State Representative Samara Heverin. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Show. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. is oh, oh. my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's B. Morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. When was the uh, last time you were involved in a game of rock paper scissors? Has it been a while? Um,
1: I witnessed one on Wednesday, but I've never been able to understand or play rock paper scissors.
0: Okay, so here I'm going to give you. Uh, what about rock paper scissors lizard spot? Do you know more uh, about that one?
2: I, I mean, I know of it, but I still cannot play either verse.
0: Okay, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you an inside tip on how to play rock, paper, scissors, scissors that is to your advantage. If you are playing against a male, okay, if you, if you are, if you're playing against me, throw paper first, because men are more likely to throw rock first in a game of rock, paper, scissors. There's something about rocks and men wanting to throw them that they're most likely to go to the rock, which means if you go paper, that means you're victorious.
1: Well, but now I know. So if I ever do learn how to play... You know the trick too.
0: Well, that's true, but <laughs> and then you can't play against Sam either, because he oh, knows yeah, the trick now too. True. So uh, it's, you I know. guess I just need to learn how to play, period. Yeah, it probably wouldn't hurt. It's it's not a, <laughs> not a bad idea. Obviously, scissors will cut paper. He is the five time winner of the Coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's a two time silver saw nominee, covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Cincinnati. Hey, Sam Gormley and the uh, sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Rob. How you doing? Good. You got
2: to gotta remember dynamite, too.
0: Dynamite. Uh, scissors I,
2: is the only thing that can be dynamite because it can cut the fuse.
0: That's a modern game. That's a modern uh-huh. variation. We didn't play uh-huh. with dynamite. Because I'm old enough that we played, played rock
2: paper scissors. Too. We that, that
0: we played without. Blows my mind. We played. Maybe? I played yeah. before dynamite was invented. So I never did, understood we it. We didn't have that involved. And thanks to Big Bang Theory for rock paper scissors lizard Spock. Sam, I expected to see you wearing orange today. I know black is a is a Cincinnati it's, color. I know your shirt says bangles. Cincinnati. Mm. I just was expecting orange after your trip to. Uh, um, well, look at us. Old school Paul Brown Stadium today. Uh, yeah, she's uh, or got yet, her orange on. Yeah, y- yesterday. So uh, what? What gives? Is your all your orange it's, dirty? No,
2: it's just it's, this is just a different Bengals shirt.
0: Okay, it's just that's the old fine. style. Right, I so, like it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind it. You know, what does he call that? A Henley. Sure. Yeah, something like a Henley shirt or something. So where your sleeve, your arms are a different color than mm-hmm. the. That's not it. So you're looking sure. at me like I I'm know. silly. Okay. You're, you're asking the wrong person about fashion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean Don Henley. I mean just okay. Henley. A uh, warm week ahead, but enjoy it because this is your last one, at least for another week. Uh, because by the time we get into next week and this time next week, we aren't going to get out of the 40s. So enjoy this week in the 70s. And we'll see rain chances returning by the end of the week. But between now and then looks pretty good. We'll see mostly sunny today, a high of 70. We'll see partly cloudy tonight, an overnight low of 46, so a little cooler overnight tomorrow than uh, than this last night. And then your election day forecast looks like partly cloudy. And a high of 68, not too hot, not too cold. Midweek, 75. Thursday, 77. Your Veterans Day, 69. And then Saturday, 44 for those who are braving the elements for UK Vandy on Saturday, like oh yeah, I, yeah I'll, I'll don't be for center football. I'll be doing the same thing. So it's going to be uh, you'll be at least be inside. No, no, no not it's for center tem- football. Temporary press box. Oh, her. so you're outside. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, sorry no, about that. Apparently, a raglan and is the proper term. There we oh, go. Raglan, not Henley. That's right. Thank you, Leanne. She's always been the the. She's been a fashionista from the jump, so she she knows what, yeah, those, I are, knew. those are raglans. ones.
1: My stepdad used to wear a Henley, and I'm thinking, that is not a Henley.
0: Okay. I, I wouldn't know. Well, that's, I, I've got, the eagles are on the chart toppers today. That's why I have Henley on the brain. Uh, also, kind of from a meteorolo- uh, meteorological standpoint, there you better catch the moon's disappearing act tomorrow. It won't be there for oh, at least another like it for three years. The total lunar eclipse will be visible throughout North America in the pre-dawn hours and the farther west, the better, and across Asia, Australia, and the rest of the Pacific. The totality will last about 90 minutes from 4.16 a.m. Central Time until 5.41 a.m. Central Time. So if you get up just a little bit early tomorrow then you will be able to see as the Earth passes directly between I'll,
2: I'll just take your the word for moon
0: it. and the sun. Somebody will probably record it. Someone I, will probably document I, it, and I you can see like it after you wake w- up.
2: We get at least every two months, we get one of these, oh, you're never going to get this moon again. For- <laughs> this,
0: but this one's not going to be for three years, Sam. It's already like documented. It's not, like until, three not until 2025, so you're in, you're in good shape. But uh, also, North Korea, uh, missile tests were practiced to attack... The South Korea and uh, United States. When I said the South Korea, I sounded like Mrs. Teen South Carolina when she did that. The uh, Iraq. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I said the South Korea when I was trying to say the United States of America. So maybe South Korea will just fire back at them. And tomorrow is election day. The big question will be typically the... The uh, midterm is one that swings back away from the one two years previous. not uncommon to see, see things swing away from the presidential administration. Oftentimes, it's an indictment for how Americans feel heading to the polls, and so there are, you know, really some some major issues. You got the 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 Roe, the overturning of Roe by the Supreme Court in the last year, that's driving a lot of activity at the polling place. But then on the other side is the counterweight to that. You got the economy and the border and crime, et cetera. And so it really will be interesting to see which of those issues wins out tomorrow. And you've got some battleground, you know, you've got Atlanta, you got uh, Georgia and you have Pennsylvania that are obviously front and center, but Arizona is in play. Nevada is also in play. And uh, it will kind of determine who has control of Congress. It is likely uh, Speaker Pelosi will not not be the speaker come January, but I don't know that it's going to be so far swung the other direction. If you take Roe off the table, you've just got you've got a tremendous shift because the people who are motivated to vote on that issue are less likely to show up and vote because of inflation, because of prices. But right, I that, that's
2: I, easy to say though about a lot of things. I mean, you could say if you excuse take, me. Well, I'm saying like if if you take sides on the other side off the issue as well then that side might not be as motivated to vote as well so i mean i think that that's that's easy to say
0: you know that's right the economy in fact impacts everyone but the people who are strong about the row overturning the passion for such outweighs probably what they feel is temporary economic pain or so you it is unfortunate that you I don't know that's unfortunate, but it is impossible to predict what is going to happen tomorrow. But you can tell that the polar you can tell that the weight of the issue of the row being overturned is driving participation at the polls to what level we won't know until Wednesday or you know later in the week because we will not find out overnight. So
2: I'm interested locally.
0: To know on that issue?
2: No, no. I'm just like the the races locally. I'm interested in those, especially in the state of Kentucky too. There's some interesting ones.
0: An elderly Grayson County couple has been injured after a truck crashed into the rear of a dump truck Friday night about 6:35. The Grayson County Sheriff's Office, the Wax and Clarkson Fire Departments, and the Grayson EMS responded to the accident. In the 12,000 block of Grayson Springs Road, first responders found a westbound 1966 Ford truck had crashed into the back of a westbound dump truck carrying approximately 10 tons of soybeans. The elderly couple was transported by EMS to Owensboro Health Twin Lakes Medical Center. The um, driver of the dump truck was not injured. Sad to see that because that looked like a really nice old truck Mm -hmm. uh, that they were uh, out enjoying uh, the evening. A teenager and toddler have been killed in a UTV accident in eastern Kentucky. State police are investigating the crash that occurred Saturday night about 7 in Salyersville. State police said that a 2018 Polaris UTV left Highway 7, traveled over an embankment, and struck a tree, killed in the crash, were a 15-year-old and a 3-year-old, the 15-year-old was transported to a local hospital where the juvenile is listed in critical condition. Can be... Uh, can be dangerous, I saw that uh, uh that u k student that was mm-hmm. arrested, and uh the video has gone viral, and she came in Saturday night um, mm. showing her true colors boy, that just that there was something if you've not seen that video don 't watch it yeah, I mean there's really nothing to gain but the the video that I saw was the when she 's leaned up against the elevator bank and they 're mm-hmm. waiting for the police to come in and get her. The way she is chanting that racial slur over and over and over. I think somebody
2: said like 200 times in the the eight-minute video or whatever it was. There's an
0: eerie, haunting kind of – you can just tell she's – I mean, she may be revealing her true true self, but there is something eerie and out of her mind about the chant because I will presume of the uh, sobriety that she forfeited. But it's just – it's terrible and – I also want to kind of echo what I read from Dr. Capaluto is he said kudos to the employee who was working the front desk in that residence hall who acted with professionalism, mm-hmm. didn't retaliate, obviously had to be, you know, concerned and felt attacked, but mm-hmm. maintained her composure and let the authorities do their work. And so, you know, I, I think that's...
2: All of us would have done the same thing in that situation. That's
0: that's absolutely right. It's just a a sad, sad commentary. I did see, of course, you know, the the back and forth on the comments. But someone said, you know, well, well, pray for her parents. And then someone said, well, where do you think she learned that type of behavior? It's like, well, I don't know that, but it's certainly a possibility. The number of people living with diabetes in Kentucky has increased 28% since 2011, the fifth largest increase among the states the report by quote wizard is based on the cdc's behavioral risk factor surveillance system which uh, asks adults if they have been told by a doctor if they have di- have diabetes in 2011 10.8 of kentucky respondents answered yes in 2021 that number increased to 13.8% an increase of 28% continues well, to be you have a to call it diabetes. continues to be a problem well, brimley you, you can um, that's just how i always if hear if you it. want to do the <laughs> if you want to go the Wilford route, unbeaten flight line will begin breeding career, becomes a stallion after ran away from the field on Saturday in the Breeders' Cup. Uh, I did see the stretch run. That's kind of all that I needed to see. Yeah, that's ran all off I saw that as well. Everyone looked like it was a big time at uh, Keeneland over the weekend for the Breeders' Cup.
2: So. I think I heard he's now worked like $80 million or <laughs> something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Um I, I, you would, I would imagine you hear he's
2: the Kobe Bryant of horses.
0: I heard that he's the Kobe Bryant of horses, but um, for he's a jolly good fellow <laughs> is what I was at least humming along on Saturday evening after UK's trip to Missouri. What a weird ball game. And it seems like the weirdest things or the most unconventional things happen when UK plays Missouri, especially out there when Missouri thinks that this is the year we're going to get them and then C.J. Conrad happens or uh, what was the other young man, the tight end that was so – or the receiver that was so tall a couple of years ago that – Ahmad Wagner. Ahmad Wagner. Was in, it was, that was
2: the same game, yeah. Yeah,
0: in the same game. And then uh, thanks to Lynn Bowden Jr. on running one back to put him in that game. And then on Saturday it looked like – I mean – if you've not seen it, it was a pretty vicious hit, and Colin Goodfellow's season is over. But what a good – what a heads-up play by him. What a way to sacrifice himself for the program because if they don't win that on Saturday, then it just it, – it turns into a, a much different season. And But Missouri just went crazy, you know, like, oh, wow, how can you call make that call – that, was the, that was, yeah, the right like was the right call. was the right call, It if, you, if it goes against you, you don't like it. If it goes for you, you say, well, I, I mean, that's that's good. It's a safety issue, but he's hurt. I mean, he's. have you heard officially what Mm-mm. his injury? And I, they,
2: with college, they don't ever, especially Mark Stoops, Mark Stoops will just say he's got a leg injury, yeah, and that could mean he he has a you know a, a scratch, or it could mean that his leg is about to fall off. Pretty Mark safe.
0: Stoops. Pretty safe to say though that he's finished. His career uh, is probably over. Probably at, uh, at UK. But, know,
2: but I know he posted saying uh, he posted a link that on the UK team shop to buy his jersey.
0: He said, that, "Oh that's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. way to do it for his NIL uh, money." At least, he the, said, "At least the hoodie, right? Yeah. That you can also uh-huh. buy." Uh, Western routed Charlotte fifty nine to seven. Good for them and uh, uh, Mixon scored five TDs yesterday. The Bengals dominated the Panthers, 42-21. Was it a big time in Cincinnati, Sam?
2: Oh, yeah. It was good when you're up 35 nothing at the half. It makes things makes things very much enjoyable.
0: That's good. Joey Logano won at Phoenix to earn his second NASCAR championship yesterday, and then UK will kick off the season officially with Howard Tonight, Rupp Arena. It's day number, was this day number five of Thankful Giving? Uh, we got a guest here, so we're going to go ahead and make sure that we get Thankful Giving Day five covered. Day number five. Oh, oh wait a minute. Seven. This is day number seven uh-huh. because we of the weekend. are said seven, but we gonna sorry, do, we're right. going to yes. do six and seven. So today. yesterday was canned fruit. Day yes. six was canned fruit. What are we putting in the box? Um, well,
1: you can we do have, it during the break. You don't have to okay, get up. We have if you don't sliced want to. pears.
0: All right, sliced pears for canned um, fruit,
1: sliced pineapple. Okay. Sliced peaches. All right. Yum. Okay. So that was for yesterday. yesterday. Today, um, I just did the variety pack of the Dole Fruit Cups. So I'm going to divvy those into the boxes. There are four diced peaches, four cherry mixed fruit, and four mandarin oranges.
0: Okay, so we have three boxes here that we're participating this month in the Thankful Giving program to benefit uh, the Grayson County Alliance. And so, again, if you didn't uh, think ahead for yesterday, yesterday was canned fruit, today is fruit cups. And then if you're reading on the screen, you can find out what we're doing tomorrow. But we'll remind you what uh, what tomorrow's is when we get there. So is the box getting heavy yet? Honey, I've not
2: tried to pick it up. Okay, and, and, and I
0: won't. Keep yeah, we're trying. not. We're not going to pick it up until. Just try not to pick it up till the end of the month, yes. so we can go. oh, That thing is heavy. Uh-huh. We got to get to a break. State Representative Samara Hebron is here. There are a couple of uh, constitutional amendments on your ballot tomorrow that we're going to dive into, give you some little better context, and, uh, and allow you to make a decision on those. That and more coming up here on In the Know. Today is uh, Little League Girls' Day. To celebrate the day in 1973, young women were allowed to play Little League for the first time. It is also Notary Public Day today. And today we say good morning and welcome back to State Representative Samara Heverin. She uh, joins us here on Election Day Eve. Are you, uh, good morning and welcome back.
1: Thank you, happy to be here. Are
0: you, are you a notary? So I used to be. Okay, so that made you a notary Republican? Yes. Okay, I was, I was, uh, you, you hear people say that in that joke, so I just wanted to make sure that you, uh, you were a notary Republican. Today you're just, uh, Republican. How are you?
1: I'm well. How are you?
0: Doing well. Tomorrow is, uh, election day. You like your chances tomorrow?
1: I do. You know, I, my mom has been telling everyone please vote for Samira and I would be honored to have your vote even though I do not have competition. I do need to have at least one person vote for me, but I would like to get we we're just talking about this competition with uh Kevin Henderson and Norman. I'm really hoping I can maybe beat their numbers even.
0: Well, I mean, you 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 cast a little wider blanket than they do, so maybe you can uh, you can rely upon your your, your constituents in other counties to help boost your numbers. But, uh, yeah, you have to take it up with them on who's going to come out with the with a greater total tomorrow. I, the reason that you're here is because you, you are a, a trusted resource on things that are, you know, byproducts of the legislature, and two of those things are the constitutional amendments. Uh, and we'll get to those in just a moment. But I, I did notice that you spent some time in the last few days advocating to your constituents about the security of the election process that we are in the midst of. You know, you go back a week when early excused voting began and absentee, probably a little bit before that, but with this new early voting without an excuse, and it kind of turns into a longer election season and you're confident in the security of our elections here in the commonwealth?
1: I am, uh, and I'm, I'm especially confident in the ones in Grayson and Hardin counties.
0: The, do you hear from constituents about do they like the options and the change, you know, the ability to go vote Thursday, Friday, Saturday? I know you yourself voted on Saturday because you found it more convenient. Are, the feedback you're getting, people enjoying this change?
1: You know, I think that they are. I think that they appreciate, you know, especially if you're working Monday through Friday, being able to go vote on Saturday, it just helps people, and it gets more more people out to vote, I think, because they have more opportunity to do so. You know, previously, you know, you had to have an excuse if you weren't going to be able to be here to vote. Just giving an opportunity allows more people to be engaged, and I think that's one of the our our top duties as a citizen is to be um, involved in our elections,
0: I think also what it will change is uh, when you change one thing, it allows other uh, changes to be integrated. And I think what we'll continue to see is since we will now have a longer voting process or a greater window to vote, I would presume we will see a shrinking of the number of places that we will be able to vote because historically for the last hundred years – They had a precinct in every little locale everywhere in the Commonwealth. But when you only had 12 hours to be able to vote in that process, you had to allow it to be close to people's homes so they could hop off the farm long enough to vote and then get back to the crops. Well, now if you have up to four days that you can work in the vote. I think the convenience of having something in your neighborhood doesn't have as great a value. So do you see a shift to fewer places, longer window to vote?
1: You know, we're kind of seeing that already, Mark. In Hardin County, I know that there are less places to vote because they have we have voting centers now. We passed legislation that will allow voting centers. You know, Charlotte's doing a really great job of still allowing on Election Day all precincts to be open, but I think that we're probably going to see a shift that a lot of people, you know, I went, my general voting place is the Grayson County Middle School on election day. But having the chamber open, it allows everyone. Um, It allows everyone greater access to get there, especially think about if you're running errands on Saturday morning in town or if you're in town and you're running errands, you can just pop by there and vote during the open um, during the early voting or even on Election Day. And so I do think I think it depends on who the county clerk is that makes that decision.
0: I don't know how many people live in, say, Olayton, but work in Clarkson. Yeah. But imagine the convenience of leaving Olayton in the morning, working in Clarkson, being able to duck out at lunchtime or, you know, at quitting time and being able to run to the center on Main because you don't have time to get back to Olayton. It just makes it makes sense. And furthermore, if you think businesses and organizations are having a hard time retaining help these days, try manning 24, 25, 22 different polling places with representatives, because those people have to fit a specific criteria. They're often likely to be retired or, you know, people that don't, that aren't employed otherwise. So shrinking the number of people needed to work the process has to be beneficial as well.
1: Absolutely. And Mark, I really think it's a generational thing. You know, I think the older generation, they have a lot of pride in going to their local precinct and voting there. Whereas probably some of the younger generation, they just want to vote. They want to exercise their vo- the right to vote, and it's a convenience. It really is because if you can run to the, the chamber or the center of uh, the center on Main and vote and knock it out, it's more of a convenience thing. So I think it's really I think it's a generational choice.
0: All right. Anything Anything we have must share before we get into the constitutional amendments.
1: You know, just kind of going back really quickly, uh, some things that we've done as, as a legislature to secure our elections in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. You know, we've cleaned the voter, voter rolls for voting machines. Voting machines are not connected to the Internet. We've reformed uh, the state's mail-in ballot system. Kentucky elections are free, fair, and transparent. We've required identification. you got to show your license when you vote. And then we expanded in-person voting options. And I want to say that because there's a lot of – um, there's a lot of people around the Commonwealth who are saying that our elections have been rigged. And it's just not, you know, we have safe elections in Kentucky. And I really think as my, as my role as a state representative, it's important to share that because we have been working on that as as a General Assembly to combat some of those false narratives.
0: I think Secretary of State Adams says it pretty well, and I don't know that he coined this phrase, but I've heard him use it, so he gets the credit for me. Easy to vote, hard to cheat. Yes, And that's kind of a simplistic way to do it, but if you can achieve those two things, you've pretty much got it taken care of. Yes. All right. So let's talk about constitutional amendment number one. I read a piece a few weeks ago that they where they did some metrics on the longer a constitutional amendment is, the greater the likelihood that the answer is no, because apathy sets in and people tune out. So I think there's some, you know, there's there's some uh, prognosticator somewhere that say by the word the the chances of something being no starts to increase. We have one that's long. We have one that's longer. Let's talk about let's. Can we handle constitutional amendment one first?
1: Absolutely. I
0: kind of call it the executive powers type of constitutional amendment. What do you call it?
1: I think it is a balance of powers.
0: Okay, balance of powers. Uh, what? it's designed to i'm here i'm going to i'm going to explain it like me you tell me where my explanation comes up short because obviously i need some areas colored in as do voters who are going to take this on tomorrow that haven't already this constitutional amendment is designed to give the legislature the ability to make corrections along the way during throughout the year rather than being held at bay by a governor who doesn't want their input. Is that an accurate assessment of what it does?
1: It is, but I want to add on a little bit. So what it would do, it would would amend the Constitution to provide the legislative branch just more flexibility to address emergencies and situations. So we could be more strategic. So, you know, Mark, we're a part-time legislature, and so we're in for 30 days or 60 days. You know, odd years, 30 days, 60 days, even years. Did I say that right? Yeah.
0: yeah. No. Budget year, 60.
1: Yes. Non-budget years 30. Yes. Yeah. And so we want to be able, you know, this was really shown during COVID-19. You know, we were in, we were, it's March 2020. We're in session, and we recognize that COVID has hit, and what is this going to mean? So we had to make all of our decisions by the time April 15th got around, and we didn't feel that really we needed to be called out of session because we thought more could be done you know, maybe let's take a pause, let's get, you know, if the governor would call us back into session later so then we could make some budget changes that were needed. And there was just no open communication. And I think what really, you know, when when uh, that leaves us, you know, nine to eight months when we're just out of session. And so I really think it, 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 it's a balance of powers because people elect us to be able to make decisions. And so we need to be able to call ourselves in into session. 36 states already do this. You know, kind of as general, Kentucky's a little behind on making changes in that matter. And so what this does is if 60 members, uh, so three-fifths have to vote yes in order for us to make our session longer. So we can strategically lay out the year and, you know, maybe we're in session in January and then, you know, we, we dismiss and then we come back later in June, And so it kind of – it just allows us to be more strategic, and then it also allows for the Senate president and House speaker to add 12 additional days if needed for a special session.
0: So there are limits to the special session. Yes. Because the fear, obviously, from even practical people like myself is, well, we're just going to gavel ourselves into session anytime we want to because we don't like something that's going on. So it's not that where you can just be perpetually in session. No, no. The other side of it is that I am also not foolish enough to think you mentioned being out of session for nine months, and technically that's, you know, that's true, but I know the comings and goings of you all as legislators enough that we are foolish to think that you aren't working in those nine months because you clearly are. So if you want the works that are done in those nine months to be able to be, put into play, or you want to make micro changes, or you want to alter courses mid-game. What, there are very few head coaches that call a playbook at the beginning of game and say, that's the playbook, we're not making any in-game changes. So you would want your legislature to be able to do that, or at least I would, but I also don't know that I like just having full control over to a legislature where we're at the mercy of whatever whims the leadership decides are important at any particular time. Fair?
1: Yeah, you know, I think Mark, it's just you know. So let's let's go back to COVID because I think you can take experiences, you can learn from them, and make changes, or you don't make changes. And I think this is an opportunity that we saw. Hey, this is really a change that needs to be made. Especially, you know, it doesn't matter it, if whether it's Republican or Democrat governor, we could disagree on what we think we need to go back in session for. But as a reminder, the legislature is the one that controls the budget, and so we we feel like you know, with disasters coming in, mm-hmm. you know. With the eastern Kentucky or western Kentucky, you know, we had flooding in eastern Kentucky, tornadoes in western Kentucky. You know, the governor could decide not to call us into session when there's obviously help that needs to be had there. So it would just allow us to be able to remain uh, our own body. And I think that's so important because that is a balance of powers, and that's the the reason for government. You know, we don't want to control the executive branch, but we want to be able to to take care of our, um, our legislative branch.
0: The difference in those two is you had tornadoes in December in western Kentucky, and then you gaveled into session in January right after it. So you were were in session and took advantage of that. What the difference was is then, uh, you know, uh, months and months later, you were going to be stuck until this January without – you all reaching an agreement with the governor to gavel into session, and make some uh, changes to help the people of Eastern Kentucky, and then you, you and then you go along. So, and,
1: and two things, Mark, really quick. You know, first off, when the governor calls us into special into special session, we can only control what he says that we're in session for, or what she says it's very specific is that those are the only things that we can cover mm-hmm. and so if we're able to call ourselves into session we can explain that that scope and i think that's a, something that a lot of people don't recognize is that it's very specific to what the governor calls the second is we've worked really hard to to shorten the opportunity so you know used to special session was at least going to be 5 days we've taken that down we've shown that we can do a special session in 3 days and so i think that we're we're really working hard to show Hey, you know we re- we recognize it costs sixty eight thousand dollars a day to be in session, and we've already shortened that to show that hey, this is the legislative process. This is how it works.
0: By the way, sixty eight thousand is an old number. I'd be curious to know what the real number is today. You know, because we've we've heard that sixty eight thousand for a long time, but just with additional expenses and things, it has to be probably uh, more expensive. But it's a good thumb, you know, it's a good thumbnail number to know the significance of what it costs the legislature to be in session. All right, so I think I think I think from a practical standpoint, I think we've done pretty good, pretty well on constitutional amendment one. Uh, and so, yet, yes, yes allows for a constitutional amendment giving the legislature the ability to vote themselves into special session. Yes. Okay, so yes, if you want the legislature to be able to meet to gavel themselves in, and no, if you don't on the constitutional amendment two side. This one obviously is getting a lot of attention. It's probably the driver across the Commonwealth because you can look at Senator Paul and you can look at Charles Booker and you can say, well, you know, the, you know, you got a big choice there, but people are already kind of lined up. You know what jersey you're wearing in that race. On Constitutional Amendment 2 in Kentucky, it is the one to me where there's much more conflict – And people are much more reticent because, A, the amendment is so long, B, it's a confusing issue, and you're getting conflicting messaging from both sides on the issue. What's the best way to explain constitutional amendment, two in your mind?
1: So I do want to – I want to preface – This is just on pretty for me to explain the amendments. I'm not here to say vote yes, vote no, you know, but I do want to say I appreciate the opportunity to be able to be here to to share uh, and just educate people and just educate the constituency. So what Amendment 2 it does, it allows the public to decide if the Kentucky Constitution allows the right to an abortion or taxpayer funding of abortions. I think that's that's pretty plain and simple. And so – but it is confusing. It reads very confusing. And so if you can remember that you were supportive of life, you know, yes for life, then you remember to vote yes. If you don't want this added to the Kentucky Constitution, then you vote no.
0: Okay. The – let me make sure we understand. I saw the Morgan McGarvey debate on Saturday. I saw a little bit of it, and I and, and I want to make sure that I understand that – He is saying that currently in the state of Kentucky, there is no access and no exception. Is that true?
1: That is not true. Okay. So what is the current state law? So currently what it does, I've got got my notes here because I want to make sure to say it correctly. Um, Currently the law contains, so in 2019, before I got elected, the Kentucky General Assembly passed House Bill 148. Which is
0: basically a trigger law? Yes. Is that – okay. Thank yeah.
1: you. All right. Uh, so this law contains an exemption for a licensed physician to perform a medical abortion necessary to prevent the death or substantial risk of death due to a physical condition or to prevent the serious permanent impairment of a life-sustaining organ of a pregnant mother uh, or a pregnant woman. And so this allows uh, – so currently uh, abortions are um, – the only exemption is for life of the mother.
0: Okay. All right. So the other, th- the, you know, you've, you've got what are commonly called the exceptions. And yes. I think that you're seeing the ideology on that. It, that's, this is where, this is where the holdup is for voters, I think, across the country, not certainly not just in, not just in Kentucky, but you get bogged down in the exceptions. Mm -hmm. So when you hear people say that in Kentucky there are no exceptions, then what you've just said is that's not technically true, but two that you would be looking for aren't necessarily covered there. So – then the messaging from the other side says, and I've heard it a lot, they say Constitutional Amendment 2 goes too far. And I think you've got people who are on the issue that are trying to sort this out because there's so much noise. That simple messaging of it goes too far maybe is overstating what it does on the actual Constitutional Amendment. Let me try to to summarize that better. They are trying to say that a vote on constitutional amendment is somehow a vote on the state law from 2019 when it's really not that. Correct. 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 So you're basically just saying, does the constitutional amendment provide for it or not? Yes. Simple way.
1: Yeah. So here's what a yes vote for Amendment Two it it adds the um, it adds this text to the Kentucky Constitution to protect human life. Nothing in this Constitution shall be construed to secure or protect a right to abortion or require the funding of abortion. But it, more importantly, it preserves the existing balance of power between the legislative judicial branches of the Kentucky government. And that's actually an, an AG opinion uh, on the the proposed amendment from. Uh, Attorney General Cameron, and I think that's really important because you know we have three we have three branches of government, and just like the First Amendment, the First Constitutional Amendment, we're talking about, we're saying we want the balance of power. Same for this one. We get elected, and we just you know the, the judicial branch generally gets elected too. But they might not you know, I I was looking at the ballot and some of the judges on there I'm like, I've never even met this person. You know, and, and yet they're making decisions for us. As a legislative, we are we are the voice of the people. And so we we should be able to have a voice in um in in the laws of what our people are actually wanting. And so, you know, with this, it just allows um it really it, it divides the power evenly among the three branches. But here's what a yes vote does do for amendment number two. It um Sorry, this is what it does not do. It does not ban abortion in Kentucky. As we've already talked about, the life of the mother is protected. Now, I do think that there's an opportunity for for more exemptions to come up with rape and incest. And I think, you know, whether this amendment passes or does not, that will be an ongoing conversation in the General Assembly, whether, you know, and so I look forward to talking to my constituents about how they feel about those exemptions.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the that's the most, that's the biggest takeaway that I kind of wanted to get to it, it, with our conversation is what the bottom line is on a yes or no is that yes is really not going to change ability in the state like come wednesday it doesn't change anything it just more devi- defines from a legalistic standpoint where these decisions are made yes as far as access goes yes okay so you 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 can be pro-choice but a vote of yes really isn't – a vote of no isn't accomplishing anything for your cause on access, but a vote of yes also isn't saying there will be no more ever. Correct. Okay. All right. So it, do you see where I'm coming from? It's such an impassioned thing, and you, you hear it from people more than I do. but. It's it gets it gets passion ginned up so fast on the issue that sometimes we lose track of what the actual language says on what we're we're voting on. We think that we're we're voting something out of existence or we're voting something into existence forever, and that's not really where we are with this amendment. But I suspect the votes are going to break wherever you're falling on the issue of life and choice. Yes. Is that probably?
1: Yes, I, I do think so, and you know, Mark, this is and this is where you know it, it makes it um, it's very it's very interesting as, as a legislator because this is a very emotional topic. Sure, you know, and I think. You know, you're try people are trying to figure out where they're at on it. And I think the best thing is to be able to have civil conversations and to really understand because, uh, you know, the the opposing side is, has brought in a lot of money to Kentucky, just like they did in Kansas a few months ago. And they've, they've shared false information. And I think, you know, the biggest thing I want to do as a state rep is share true information to my constituents. And so that's why I'm here today. But, you know, making sure when you're voting yes or no, just understand what that means. So I appreciate you really going through uh, and, and talking it out.
0: You know, I just thought of something as you were as you were sharing. Do you feel that women can and do approach you differently on this topic because they think that you are able to empathize with them more than maybe male legislators would?
1: You know, I do think so, especially given my age. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I am of birth in years. You know, right. I, I think and I think that, that does make a difference. Uh, but I'm also a female, and um, I, I do. I, I agree with that statement, Mark.
0: Well, and I think what that does and the reason I mentioned it, I think it drives at the importance of having women in the legislature and in leadership positions because not all issues are cut out for all genders. And so or we have different opinions and different, you know, understandings on certain issues. And so I think that's one of the reasons it's very important you're there. Thank you so, so much, Mark. Good to see you. are the two constitutional you. amendments. they state representative Samara Hevron, And hopefully you're more educated as you approach your ballots uh, tomorrow. Got to get to a break. We'll come back more on the way here on In the Know. Today's Did You Know is brought to you by our friends at ECTC Litchfield Campus. It is college for the real world. It's affordable, it's accessible, and you'll be amazed at the course schedule offerings beginning in January at ectc litchfield now's the right time to get your fafsa figured out get your class schedule in mind get your schedule set to begin with the new year whether you're going back to school you've been a mom or a dad for a long time and you're headed back or you're rolling right out of uh, high school into the uh, college experience ectc litchfield campus is your place to do that and they want you to know did you know toilets account for 35 percent of indoor water use you can see it. 35% of water use in a home is dedicated to toilet use. In this building, it's it's a lot higher than that, too. You think so? Oh, well, yeah, oh, sure, yeah. because we don't. Considering that mm-hmm. it's, it's just a toilet and a it, sink. It, it's one of the few utilities that we actually have mm-hmm. yeah. that, you know, utilize water. Well, that we the, don't uh, have a fountain.
2: Well, we... Well... It's like a shotgun fountain, but it'll well, it'll time to it, it, use on people.
0: I was thinking more of like a bird bath <laughs> fountain. We don't have one of those. No, or, that would know, that would take a, a bird's head off. Sure, it was, but I mean, it's hilarious. You want to be protected, like don't you? Sam? Jet, jet stream. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah.
2: like, yeah, well, there's I know, a back there. uh, Give it one, a whirl. One Yukon Cornelius does not like the birds, so maybe we need it. But, uh, <laughs> he can use it on the birds.
0: The weekend box office, Black Adam topped the box office again on a quiet weekend. Black Adam got $18.5 million dollars at the weekend box office. Uh, Queen Elizabeth and Tom Cruise became <laughs> secret friends before her death. That's not one I would uh, necessarily... Have thought of, but she was tickled pink to make a new pal in the weeks before her death. None other than Tom Cruise, the monarch and the Mission Impossible star, really hit it off over the summer, and uh, Cruise appeared as part of her platinum Ju- jubilee celebrations, marking her 70th anniversary. And so they got to be, you know, fast friends and just you know, communicated with one another, and thought that was pretty neat. Uh, Did Dave she get sh- to
2: see Top Gun then.
0: That's a good question. I don't know if you uh, was able to see it or not. I would presume if she wanted to, I figure the queen can see about anything that she wants. Dave Chappelle will host SNL this coming weekend. I did see the uh, Amy Schumer one from this last weekend. Is is all right. Um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony was held in California over the weekend. It will air November 19th if you want to see Dolly Parton getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
2: It's not hosted in Cleveland?
0: No, it's weird. I thought that last week, too, when I saw it was coming up last weekend. I thought they gave up on having it in Cleveland because none of the celebrities want to go to Cleveland. Yeah. But still, I mean, that's where the... Hall of Fame it? I know. It just seems it seems weird. weird. They can't get people to come to it. And then there's a new and I don't know it's gonna be on Showtime, a new George and Tammy, a new Showtime series about Tammy Wynette and George Jones. The first trailer is out. I I'm open to the idea. I don't you know, I'm a little too young to remember the George and Tammy years, but I'd pay attention to see what the you know, the storylines that they got, you all seem unconvinced and uninterested. That's an understatement. Both yeah, of you uh, like, I don't. Nah. I don't know. Maybe be one of the greatest love stories you've ever heard. I mean, how do you all know? Hey. we got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. What do you think the most mispronounced word in the United States is? Need based to- upon the number of Google searches. Yes, I need to get
2: my dictionary app out, right? <laughs> you do need your <laughs> dictionary app out um, for that oh gosh um
1: i don't know i know words that i have trouble saying but i don't
2: they're uh, gosh i all right just tell especially, us. especially because people will go especially oh yeah
0: that's oh. well no though okay so though those are irritating without a doubt the what i'm wondering is is that the acai a, a, acai uh, a bowls acai isn't it yeah whatever it is however uh-huh. you say it is the one that is searched for most. And then
2: I, okay, in that realm, I would also guess quinoa is in there as well.
1: Okay, Believe so it how, or do you, not. How, how are you supposed to say it?
0: Acai. Acai. There's uh. two different that the dictionary says are acceptable. And so they're slightly acai or acai. Uh, Eero. Wasn't, wasn't that just the same? Yeah, it's, it's it's pronounced there differently. Aça <laughs> uh, yeah. or acai a saw or acai e or a saw e are both acceptable i just try to, to, to
1: anything if i have to order anything that has that in it yeah. i just try to point at it
2: can
0: i have the bowl
1: yeah that's what, uh-huh. i need that bowl.
2: I, I liked that i'd like that explanation
0: that's what it says uh e Rose, g rose omicron charcuterie what's so hard. Oh, I guess Omicron. Or Omicron. Yeah, Omicron. Omicron. Charcuterie, and then this one. This one is from uh, what? People from is Vietnam. It? Their last name is Nguyen. Uh, Gwen. And it's it's that. But I've heard just people call it even themselves call it Gwen. Gwen. Yeah. Gwen. Like, no, even no, like, they don't even put the G on it. Just I had,
2: I, there was a guy I went to school with that was. Felt that way, and he, he it was Gwen.
0: Nachi? Nochi? G N O C C
2: H I? Noki.
0: Okay. I I don't know what that is. That's yeah, like Dinoche. a
2: little po- potato dumpling.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, They're good. Worcester <laughs> sauce. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Worcestershire Worc- sauce. Worc- Worcestershire Worcester. I just say Wooster. I messed up on Doja coin. Doja coin. And pho. What's P H O? Pho. Pho. That doesn't look like It's a
2: Vietnamese soup.
0: Mm, okay, can I, get some, can I get some foe?
2: Is Colivian on that list?
0: Can I get some foe? Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure however I say them is how I'm going to say them, would be my guess. Tonight, The Voice on NBC, on ESPN, it's the Fighting Lamars versus the Fighting Landons. Yeah, let's go Landon Young. I By the way, I, I saw Landon's dad yesterday. Uh-huh. Nobody from the Ravens are listening, are they? I hope not. because I might be giving away a little trade secret here. Landon's dad told me they've put in two new plays in their jumbo package, one of which makes Landon an eligible receiver. And
2: I was like, that would be "Does that fun. mean I need to sign Landon to my fantasy team be tonight?" Fun to watch,
0: maybe. I don't know if it was just for this game uh-huh. or if they're just working it in to the well, office. See, they knew it wouldn't period. work
2: against the Cincinnati Bengals, so they've already played them. So now they have got to throw in the. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely games. right.
0: Don't uh-huh. n- don't anybody tell anybody uh-huh. from Baltimore that because I may uh-huh. have just revealed. A key portion of the Saints playbook by telling you that 067 could be an eligible receiver.
2: Dennis Allen is on line one right now, the uh, (laughs) the head coach of the Saints.
0: Holiday Baking Championship on the Food Network and on Fox 911. Is a joke in your town. Get, 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 Get down. Today's highlight in history, this date in 2013, shares of Twitter went on sale to the public for the first time. I guess I know what you were doing. (laughs) <laughs> 2013. he's
2: taking it private do you lose your shares Oh or, no
0: he's got to buy them from uh, me and well, he better bring you going better bring a wheelbarrow of money I'm not parting with my shares just for a jump change
2: I'd <laughs> like it that you just have your own it's it's ninety nine point nine nine percent private but one guy and Gold Litchfield holding out.
0: He's got to invite me to the board of directors meetings and everything. Just <laughs> be you two. <laughs> 1917, the Russian Bolshevik revolution took place. Maybe you can get us the blue check mark for your share. Maybe. Well, it was revealing. Now I finally figured out, Sam, why we couldn't get ours. We were unwilling to pay for it. Yeah. In 1991, Magic Johnson announced that he had testified positive for HIV. And let's be honest, most people my age at the time assumed he was dead. Like, when Magic Johnson announced he had AIDS or had HIV, it was like, well. That was
2: 81? No, 93.
0: 93. Almost. No, wait a minute. 91. 91. Yeah, 1991 is what it was. 31 years ago. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously Magic's still with us. Birthdays today. Johnny Rivers is 80. Joni Mitchell is 79. Former CIA director David Petraeus is 70. Actor Christopher Knight, he was on The Brady Bunch, is 65 today. The Brady kids are 65 Hard to believe. <laughs> Gone but not forgotten. Marie Curie, born in eighteen sixty-seven. Billy Graham, born in nineteen eighteen, and Dana Plato, who played the sister on Different Strokes, was born this date in nineteen sixty-four.
1: All right,
2: not the strongest birthday
0: No, it was not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kimberly. Kimberly Drummond was her. Was her name. She and Todd Bridges both had really tough young adulthoods. The Everly Brothers, number one in
2: 57. Do
0: we need to go to Muhlenberg
2: County? You
0: go ahead. I'll, I'll, I've been there enough. Let's go to 1966, The Monkees, number one, with Last Train to Clarksville. I think that's a Neil Diamond song. Would the Monkees have done it first? No, no. I think it was written by Neil Diamond. Oh, he—he he, he wrote at least one of their hits, maybe multiple ones. I'm trying to remember. Let's go to 1975. The Eagles and Eye and I.
2: Oh, my the... mom is going to be very upset that you only played five seconds of that song. So, uh,
0: uh, I, I gave him so much love talking about your Henley Raglan shirt earlier. That... Wham! Number one in 84. Not going to play the Madonna version? You put the boom boom. Doesn't
2: Madonna do this one too?
0: I certainly hope not. I've never <laughs> heard. I think she does. No. You're confusing another song from 1984 by Madonna with this. This that song, uh that was Wham's I think Careless Whisper was a follow-up to Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. Yeah.
2: Oh my goodness
1: gracious. Nineteen ninety three.
0: Mr. Loaf was number
1: one. Listen. The Late Great One of the best all time songs ever.
0: All twelve minutes of it? Yes. Yeah. See, Eleven minutes and fifty nine seconds see, my long. My mom's coming through. She's upset about her Eagles. <laughs> Keith Urban, somebody like you, number one in o2 From the soundtrack, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, which is a great movie. <laughs> I wanna see the, uh, let's go back and finish it up. <laughs> Uh, Maroon 5, Moves Like Jagger, 11 years ago today. And Luke Combs, Forever After All, two years ago today. So there are your chart toppers for today. I'm late. That's why I didn't go to any more chart toppers. Because I knew you wanted to hear Moves Like Jagger.
2: God, I'd hear Moves Like Jagger over whatever that was.
0: Don't be knocking on Keith Irvin. I'll
2: knock on him. He's
0: an Australian. His wife will come after you. MB's proloism for today. Only a mediocre man is always at his best. Only a mediocre man is always at his best. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beige, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.